0: Hi, welcome to Bob's Burgers. Our special today is a build-your-own burger with three different kinds of buns. We call it Bun Fiction. Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen. The show's about movies, media, and how the internet ruins it. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by a guy who's just, he's just a total stick. I'll tell you, the biggest stick I've ever met in my life, Paul Johnson of the Total Stick Cast.
1: That's nobody's, I don't even know how to take that. Is
0: that, should I be offended? I don't know, because I did say you had a big stick, so I'm like, maybe that's good, but I also called you a stick. I think you said I was a, Yeah, exactly.
1: That's where I get confused. That's yeah. I don't know how to take that. This is, you know, going to just you've really put this off to a weird start now.
0: No, that's how all of the shows are. Do you not listen to the podcast? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I am and I'm offended that I don't get the Russian accent.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice reference to some off-topic talk that oh, yeah. get. <laughs>
1: that's just for us.
0: (laughs) So would you like to take a minute to tell everybody about Total Stick Cast and what it is?
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, The Total Stick Cast is just a general discussion podcast. At the moment, it's hosted by myself and a gentleman named Ryan Blair. And we get all kinds of different people over there, generally people who are creating things. Um, Mm -hmm. They're podcasters, authors, this and the other thing to come by and talk about pretty much nothing. But you know, tangents, go places.
0: Yeah, or um, or jink them in my case. Just a lot of or, jank.
1: Yeah, just a lot of jank them. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If um, you don't know what that is, have fun Googling it. Yeah, um, or you can just was,
0: listen to the episode that I was on. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. And that is already up, so people yep. can go right over there and listen to that.
0: But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to prolong as much as possible because we're talking about Bob's Burgers this week a fantastic show which the only problem with me with using this as a topic initially and next week i'm doing a seinfeld episode which is going to be equally difficult is it's like spider-man yeah i could talk about the plot we could go through so much but bob's burgers since it's kind of that sitcom style show it's literally just a matter of like what was your favorite episode oh i like this i like this
1: yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's some interesting history behind it too. There's a few things I think we can talk about. I've been doing my research. So. Oh,
0: I haven't. Tell me about Bob's. Well, firstly, why did you chew? Why did you go to Bob's Burgers immediately? Well, cause, well at the
1: time because I'd seen every episode quite recently. Oh, okay. and it's a show that I can say I've seen every single episode of.
0: I understand um, with- that. I- I'm the same I'm the same way with Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. I'm just going through the whole thing and, like, waiting for someone to be like, can I come on the show and talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? And I'm like, yes, come to me. Oh, if we
1: would have waited, I'm doing the same thing. I'm in the process of going through it for the first time, too.
0: Oh, it's so Brooklyn. good. Welcome to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode.
1: Yeah, we're super off-topic now. <laughs> I should have written uh, Bob's Burgers uh crossover uh fanfic yeah. oh Kirkland shit 99. that should have been
0: my fan <laughs> fiction uh but would you like to tell yeah. us the the history of bob's burgers as you said
1: well i mean you know i was gonna work my tidbits slightly into conversation like they were things i just knew but um <laughs> no i'm testing you it's a quiz now Okay, great, great. Um, how okay? How much of a fan are you of it? Like you said, you love it. You consider it a great show. But have you been uh, watching it recently? Have you? What's your uh, kind of background with the show?
0: I watched a few to prep for the episodes, but the this episode. But the best way I could describe Bob's Burgers, and it's actually in my show notes. Bob's Burgers is my drunk airplane show, which is just any time I've had too much <laughs> at the airport and I'm flying out somewhere. I'm like, take me away, Bob. Teach me.
1: Oh, fair enough. I think it's good for that. Shows like that and The Simpsons, they're good places to escape. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not horribly serious. They don't make you think about a lot of things. They're Mm -hmm. not pushing stuff in your face. I think the other thing I brought up uh, when we were going to do Bob's Burgers was uh, BoJack.
0: See, I could not get it. I watched the first episode of BoJack, but I couldn't get into it for some reason.
1: Oh, I love it. I think you should give it a chance.
0: See, my thing with uh, Bob's Burgers and also The Simpsons, like you brought up, is not only are Mm -hmm. they easy watches, they're a lot more wholesome than people give them credit for. Like, Family Guy is clearly like a rough one. South Park is a rough show. But Bob's Mm. Burgers, when you break it down, is such a wholesome show.
1: It is, and that's what makes it so easy to disappear into, like The Simpsons like makes it so easy to just get really comfortable in it and you know there's no surprises coming you're not gonna have to deal with any politics you're mm. not gonna have to deal with you know any anything shocking it's a really comfortable place to to be yeah it, it it's is. a
0: good background <laughs> show is another thing i said about it
1: that too that too okay so it's created by this uh lauren bouchard okay did you know he made a show called home movies now do oh you know what shit that is? is that
0: the same guy Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because I knew that they got H. John Benjamin, who is uh, the coach in home movies, but I thought that was a only connection.
1: No, it's not. Um, uh, Yeah, and so home movies for me, along with um, like John Callahan's quads, undergrads, clone high, all that stuff, those were some of the first adult cartoons I ever discovered. Um, Because Beavis and Butthead was just like too abstract. It's just wasn't my thing uh,
0: I think growing up in the south where I know a lot of people who are Beavis and Butthead I was it was easier for me <laughs> to get into
1: okay fair enough fair enough yeah um, but and the Simpsons was just like it was family friendly and it wasn't pushing bounds the way those other shows were right. at the time so those were like my real introduction into adult cartoons so to find out that he is also uh, Bob's Burgers is kind of like that really made me give it another shot and made me uh, maybe like it a little bit more. Maybe I have a softer spot for Bob's Burgers because of that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting little morsel. Well,
0: this is a, what I like to call a sneaky show, which is like there are the classic adult cartoons like like I was saying Family Guy or The Simpsons and stuff like this. And this one's just kind of been in the background waiting to be recognized but it has so much to be recognized for because it's so good
1: Mm -hmm. definitely it's not as out there as all these others you're right it is it feels like it's in the background all the time but it hangs in there i was almost surprised when i because i okay so the first time i saw bob's burgers not a fan right Uh, because it came on just kind of in the midst of animation domination back in those days i don't even know if that's still a thing
0: I think it is. I think you're good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. Um, And it came on during that lineup, so I was like, okay, so I've got my Family Guy here. I've got, I think at the time you had your Cleveland show in there, and this, And then that came on. I I, I couldn't get into it. I just wasn't comfortable. The animation was different. It was just, it was was uncomfortable.
0: It also has a different vibe, though, because, like, coming after Family Guy and Cleveland Show, which has, I'll say, like, a very cynical vibe to them. How just kind of nice and all. Like, the best thing for me with this show is the fact that if you look at that family, you can automatically equate yourself to that family. Like, um, when I first started watching it, I'm like, I'm Louise. But now that I'm, like, in a relationship and I have a baby coming, I'm straight up like, oh, wait a minute, I'm Bob. I'm straight (laughs) up. Because I've all... I've always had that part in the relationship where, you know, my girlfriend will just come in and be like, hey, dear, how you doing today? We're going to have a good day. We're going to take the kids out to the park. And I'm like, OK, fine. We're just uh, I'm making burgers right now, though. So if you could just ignore me for a few. OK, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I love it so much is the family aspect. It's It's so okay. relatable as a show.
1: Fair enough, fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's something, but I think also that's part of what makes it um, uh, such a comfortable show. Because even if you don't come from that or come from a big family situation or anything like that, it's, it's not, um, uh, it, again, it doesn't challenge you right. in any way. It doesn't say, like, you know, here's, you know, here's a reminder of the darkness in the world. At any point, does it ever do that? It's, it's all wholesome and it's all fun and it all kind of makes you feel good in a way. whether you know why it is or not and that's the other thing with it too that I think maybe people have a hard time getting into it right away is it doesn't have that laugh a second mentality like you were talking about Family Guy earlier and stuff like that uh, where there's like a joke a sec, like they've they've got as many jokes into every 30 seconds of that show as they can Um, and Bob's Burgers isn't like that there's kind of that slow crawl of it almost has a comic strip feeling to the oh, way the jokes yeah. pay Holy off. Holy
0: shit! I never thought about that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. It's straight up, basically like a comic strip <laughs> made into a TV show because it's like it's also very dry humor, which I uh, I don't usually appreciate, but I do in Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Because yeah, like th- no that got-
1: dryness that's what does it. I think that's what makes it that way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, not only that, they've got people who are good at dry comedy, like H. John Benjamin is. Honestly, like, after, I first found him in Archer, and then I found him with, uh, Home Movies originally, he's always been one of my favorite voice actors, so I'm happy, I'm happy he's Bob. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you've seen the Archer-Bob's Burgers crossover, right?
1: Okay, I have not, that's what I was gonna say, I'm a bad person, and, like, I hope you're willing to continue doing the show with me after I get the sentence out of me but uh i i have not i have not well it's not that i haven't seen it i've seen it to see it but i've never watched archer genuinely I, i've never been able to get into it
0: i watched the first two seasons and i really liked them but then i was in college so i didn't have tv so i couldn't keep that's my thing is i can watch shows in season batches but the minute i'm like i have to wait a week to watch it again that's when i fall off and that's what happened with me and archer yeah. but no there was something in like season 4, season 5 I think of Archer where he was supposed to be undercover and trying to avoid the spy life. So he went yeah. undercover as a chef at a burger restaurant. And it, uh. it cuts to him, and he's dressed exact. It's in Archer's animation style, but he's dressed like Bob, and he has a fake mustache. And then Linda walks in, and it's literally the voice actor for Linda. They got all the voice actors from Bob's Burgers to come in. And then at the end of it, um, I think, uh, like, some spies come in and try to kill him. And then he, like, reawakes and attacks them. And then Linda's just like, Bobby, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, so, do you have a personal favorite episode of the show?
1: I don't know. I was thinking about that, and obviously I was somewhat prepared for that question, because, you know, there's nothing, I've had nightmares about you asking me that. Um, I, I would say, you know, I watched it today, and I hope I'm not biased because of that, but watching it, I was like, oh, this one. And I I, I think it would be. Have you said, Do you know by name, Earsie Ryder?
0: I think so because in prepping for it I wanted to watch like the 10 top 10 best episodes. So I did at least see the name. I don't know if I watched it.
1: Okay, okay. So it's so it's Louise losing her bunny ears to uh basically like an older kid and then she has to call in a favor with a motorcycle gang to get them back.
0: God, that's such a good Louise move. <laughs> uh- it is. It's just wonderful. It's
1: just great. Um, and and uh, the deal when the gang finally gets it back from him is that uh, because, they, because the kid lost her ears, he's going to lose his ears. So they're going to cut off his ears in the street and, like, leave him there to
0: bleed. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's what I was bringing about, like, the family dynamic that it shows. It's almost like... And getting into my favorite episode, we'll also sh- and once again, I'm biased because it's the most recent one I saw, but uh, it's like a normal family dynamic just turned up to 11, so all of the personality traits of, like, the crazy evil daughter, like, oh, no, she's actually yeah. crazy and evil in this one, as opposed to it just being, like, a small trait in a real family. But my uh, my favorite one is, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the Thanksgiving episode where Bob's turkeys keep getting fucking ruined.
1: Okay, yeah, I think I know. I don't think I've watched it super recently, but like I said, I've seen every single one. I definitely think I know it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Uh ba- basically Bob comes home with a turkey and he's super excited because he gets to like brine it for 3 days and like have this exciting adventure with it. And it's that kind of thing that like me as an adult I now relate to because like I think we were talking about it on uh before we started recording Total Stick Cast, like getting excited about a new microphone or something like that. Yeah, the little things. That's what it's like to be a dad is I'm just excited because I get to brine this turkey for three days, and then he wakes up the next day and the turkey's been thrown in the toilet and he holds his family hostage just to try to figure out who threw it in there. Yes. <laughs> It's so (laughs) good because it's the ultimate, like, and it has, like, a very sweet ending that I don't want to spoil for the people at home, but it's a very good dad ending of, like, Bob having to deal with his kids growing up and having to deal with, like... That, like, going back to the fact that, oh, Louise is the evil child. Well, that's how Bob sees her, so he thinks that she does it. So the whole episode, Louise is on her own arc of, I'm gonna prove that I did not throw this turkey in the toilet! I'm gonna prove it! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really I really enjoy that episode a lot, because of how well it shows off family stuff. Um, yeah. And
1: that ability to be so grounded in the family dynamic and then they have all those surreal where they let they let the the, I imagine like Dandelion Fluff flying away. You know, they let the little things go astray like those Tina, uh, like those Louise moments and things like that. I think that's so much like The Simpsons, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were somebody else who was so able to do that.
0: That's my other thing, is like, I, I much like everyone on the internet, love Tina, because Tina is basically all of us in high school, just this awkward little kid, like, oh, I want this, I want this girl to talk to me, I want this, no. so she's but like,
1: never per- make the first move, like,
0: I- <laughs> yeah, I don't do that, dad, I just want to do, I want to do everything. Also, another thing that I don't know if i enjoyed it or not, but the fact that, Almost the entire cast, except for Louise, are all portrayed by men is the funniest thing in the world to me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I get a kick out of that. I get a kick out of that. Um, You know, um, uh, 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 Linda, her because that's Robert. um, I can't think of his name. I I got I got to get back into my notes here. Um, But that's uh, that was a drag voice that he did. John Roberts. Oh,
0: really? That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 because he used to do a drag character, and I'm not sure if he does drag, like, uh, outside of, like, you know, for comedic purposes, or not, I'm not 100% sure, but it was a drag character that he played, and it's, like, the identical voice, you can find the video of him doing the other character, and oh. that's Linda. Was oh, a voice that's so good, that.
0: and uh, yeah. I guess this is gonna make it two two episodes in a row where I talk about ASMR, because there's an ASMR channel I watch, where, are you aware of what ASMR is at this point? Oh, I'm aware. Are yeah. <laughs> you a, are you a purveyor or do you just think it's weird?
1: I just think it's weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: I follow an ASMR artist who I swear to God. Last week we did, or last time we did Avatar, and she did an Avatar one. She did a Bob's Burgers fucking ASMR as Linda. Wow. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause she still nails the accent, but she tries to make it nice and quiet. And she's like, hey, how are you doing this, sweetheart? Okay, let's go make you a nice sandwich. And like she she like prepares a dip at some point. She's just like was trying to sell wine socks or something. And I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> That's awesome! Yeah, holy crap.
1: Okay, that's that's very right. that's okay. On a similar note, but uh, 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 venturing away from Bob's Burgers, I came across somebody, and uh, I can't believe this is a thing. There's somebody who re- who reads erotic fiction as Don Knotts. What? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I really think I want to have him on
0: my show. I think that that just oh, that's so good. I love it. <laughs> it is. It's the best thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that might be my new favorite thing on the planet. It's on par with the uh, Owen Wilson ASMR I found one time where he's just getting real close to the mic. Like, wow, looked up in the sky today. It's just so blue. Like, please, Owen, calm down. All right. So uh, we're coming to the end of the talking about the show segment. Any last things you'd like to get out about, about Bob's Burgers?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay.
0: Um,
1: I, I watched the pilot, the original demo they did. Okay. For not the first episode, but the original demo they did for Fox. The original plan for Bob's Burgers, and I, I don't know how many people know this, um, they were cannibals. So oh, that's it was right! I all... forgot
0: about this!
1: You knew this? Okay, so it was all gonna be kind of, like, a la Sweeney Todd, where, like, they'd be killing people who kind of deserved it, and then serving them in the restaurant?
0: I'm happy they changed it, but God, that'd be a good <laughs> one season, at least. <laughs>
1: It would be a good one season. Yeah, I'm really glad Fox made them change it. I'm really glad they had the kind of the foresight to know that that, that would be a gimmick. There's only so far you can take that. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, no doubt.
0: It's like, and I guess, I guess this can slightly connect because it's another H. John Benjamin show. But on the first DVD release of Archer, they released the um, original pilot for the show. And it wasn't real, it was edited after the fact, but the joke was that Fox, or no, FX said that the uh, actor they chose to play Archer was too old and that's because (laughs) no, wait for it, they basically reanimated the entire first episode of Archer, except every time Archer's on screen, it's a velociraptor. What? (laughs) Yes, and he doesn't speak, he never is just like hello, he's like, ah! Oh, God. It's so my favorite thing <laughs> to ever happen is the Archer Velociraptor episode. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It okay, was...
1: I, I might have to get into Archer. Everybody tells you you have to watch Archer. It's one of those shows.
0: See, I get that happening to me. All It's the main reason I started this show was because everyone's like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And I'm like, I don't have time to. And I'm like. Well, if I make a podcast where I force myself to, then I can be like, I'm doing work. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, but you... I have
1: a major soft spot for rewatch podcasts, so yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, But you know what else is awesome? What's that? All of my patrons on patreon.com slash load of BS. That's the website Ooh. where you can go to support fun fiction so we can keep getting on these. I had to pay this man 70 dollars worth of hamburgers delivered straight to Canada. It cost a lot of money. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. And that exchange rate.
0: That Canadian exchange rate on burgers yeah. is insane. Because yeah. up there, they're like Kila burgers. They don't call them the same thing they do down here, y'all. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> so... So if you want to help us keep getting on these awesome guests, donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get access to a Discord where you can hang out from all, with all the BS Network personalities. We're in there chatting all the time. Not really, because there's not a lot of people on the Discord, but that's why we need you to come make it awesome. Uh, you get Aww. access to our exclusive show called You Paid for This, where me and my co-host Blake Tanner basically just watch a terrible movie and then do commentary over it. And you can just sync up that track. Uh, we did Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Then next month we're doing the Dan Aykroyd film, Nothing But Trouble. It's really, really bad. So you get access to all that and shout it out on the show of your choice, uh, like the Patreon saint of fun fiction himself, Joe Gennaro. So if you want to be like Joe, donate at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. So my boy, we've talked about we've talked about the show, but. We gotta find some fan fiction. We gotta see what the internet did to this show. <laughs> so what have you brought to the table today from from the beautiful people on the internet?
1: well okay i found I found a few things. Now, were we supposed to write fan fiction for this show?: Uh,
0: we do both.
1: because that's what you told me. okay, yeah, and at first now, so can i can I have a disclaimer here?: Yes. I thought when I first heard about the show that we were going off to, that the idea was to bring, like, have to read cringy erotic fan fiction on the (laughs) show. So I thought, okay, well, that's an interesting So then over time, I I grew to realize that that wasn't what you did. And then you're like, you asked me um, who should read the, or who you wanted me to write, if you wanted me to uh, write the fan fiction, or if I wanted you to do it. Uh, well, we do I thought, both. Well, I can't.
0: We do both. We. I read, can't say no. We read and we write. So, like this first segment is all reading bad ones from the internet, and then the second one's reading the good one that you wrote. But I'm going to assume, based on that, that it's some cringy ass bullshit. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, but do you so, have a uh, do you have an online one as well or? Well,
1: I didn't do as good, but I did look at a few, um, and I, I was just trying to track some of them down again because I didn't keep links for them. So why don't you get a surgery because you have some, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got two. I've got two of them actually. Um, one, one of them is called "Best Story Ever" by Hatalia Lover sixteen, and this is her <laughs> attempt at the longest story ever. And you know we oh, have no. a limited time here, but I want—I really feel like this is important, so we need to address this—the longest fan fiction ever written. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Attempt at the longest story ever. Hi. There was a person called Bob the Builder. He died. <laughs> the end. And that's the longest story ever. Wow. Okay then. Long, Mang. Long. That was really long. I was very impressed by it. Uh, but then mine, since we were going to record last week, and even though this, ep- this is coming out like mid-March, I was like, well, why don't I find a nice Valentine's Day fan fiction to read? So I found one called Valentine's Days, Valentine's Day Cards One-Shot by Eloise Belcher. Okay. <clears throat> Do it up. Tina, Jean, Louise, Bob called. I need some help in the kitchen. Why can't mom do it, Louise moaned. Because she's taking this order to the customer, Bob explained. Could you please just do this? Fine, said Louise as she and her siblings made their way to the restaurant's kitchen. What do you want, dad? Jean asked. Do you want to use my sweat as seasoning again? No, of course. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean again? Again? Never mind," Jean quickly added. "Oh my God!" Bob groaned. "You can't do that to the customers. No matter we don't no no wonder we don't have any regulars. It was one time, Dad. It doesn't matter. Just don't do it again." "What'd you call us in here for?" Tina asked. "Do you need us to work the grill while you go poop?" "No, Tita.' "Then what is so important?" Louise questioned. "Valentine's Day is next week, and you guys all know how bad I am at Valentine's Day." "Yeah," the trio agreed. I need one of you to come with me to Reflections. You know how your mom likes handmade stuff, Bob continued. There's a Valentine's Day card class, but it's only in pairs. I'm not doing it, Louise refused. Jean added, you know what the doctor said. If I eat any more glue, I may die. Well, Tina, how about (sighs) you, Bob asked. Yeah, we need need to catch up on some father-daughter bonding, Tina said, and it'd be great to get some male perspective on some guy troubles. Oh, is this the weird Zeke Jimmy Jr. love triangle thing? Yes. Can't you ask Mom? (laughs) I did, but she's no help. Okay, fine. Bob agreed. But can you please not talk about butts? I can't make any promises, Dad. Later that afternoon, Tina and Bob arrived at Reflections, the local arts and crafts supplier. Harold stood behind the counter. Edith, that chubby burger man and his daughter are here! Harold yelled out to his wife in the back room of the building. What? Edith called back. I'm gonna have to go back there. I keep telling her to get here eggs, but she never listens. Uh okay, Bob said as Harold left briefly before returning with Edith. What are you two doing here? Edith asked angrily. Well, Bob answered, we're here for the Valentine's Day class. That class is for couples only, Edith pointed out. Yeah, me and me and Tina are a couple. Harold's jaw fell open in shock. Edith spluttered, "You, you and your daughter are romantically involved?" N- wait, no, no, of course not. I just meant there's, there's two of us. The Valentine's class is for romantically involved couples only. Oh, come on, Bob complained. I just wanted to make a nice surprise for my wife and spend some time bonding with my daughter. Well, your wife has bought a lot of yarn from bought, lot of bought a lot of yarn from us over the years. Conceded Edith. I guess just this once so we can make an ex- exception. "'Thank you,' Bob replied as Edith returned to the back room. "'That'll be fifty dollars,' Harold informed. "'Damn it.' "'Okay, everyone,' Edith announced as the class began. "'Each of you can take two pieces of card and fold them in half.' Edith looked directly at Bob. "'I say two because I know a lot of you are probably going to mess up the first time,' Edith continued. "'You can use as many of our supplies as you like, within reason,' Harold interrupted. "'If you waste the supplies, you will be banned.' And as always, Edith added, if you need any help or creative direction, just ask. Bob and Tina got up and picked the card in the color they wanted. Uh, Linda likes pink, right? Bob asked Tina. What kind of pink is it? Tina replied. She likes baby pink. She thinks hot pink is slutty. How could a a color be slutty? I don't know. (laughs) A deep voice called out from behind the doorway. Sorry I'm late. Bob turned around. Oh, hey, Marshmallow. Bob and Tina sat down at little desks, each with a long rectangular tray on it, filled with art supplies including glue, scissors, glitter, pipe cleaners, and more. Bob and Tina sat next to each other, while Marshmallow sat to the other side of Tina with her partner, a beautiful, tall, blonde man. They folded their cards and began working them. As you know, Tina said to Bob while drawing out a card, a couple of weeks ago, Zeke sent me some love letters. Yes, Tina. I've been experiencing inner turmoil ever since. Okay. Zeke hasn't even spoken to me since. I think he's scared Jimmy Jr. will find out and stop being his friend. Mm-hmm. So there's Jimmy, who I've had a crush on for so long, and he was even my first kiss, Tina explained. And then there's Zeke, who I've hardly noticed romantically due to his lack of butt. I asked you not to mention butts. Zeke actually like likes me, and he's a really great guy when you think about it, but if I was to go out with Zeke, it would break Jimmy Jr.'s heart. I just don't know what to do, Dad. "'Oh, no. I've already ruined the card.' Bob complained, unintentionally ignoring his daughter. "'I'm gonna have to go get help from Edith.' He got up and walked towards her. "'Oh, uh, okay, then,' Tina said sadly to herself. "'Are you having boy troubles, baby Bob?' Marshmallow asked. "'Yes,' Tina answered with pain in her voice. "'If there's one thing I can help you with, it's that. Come tell Marshmallow what's going on.' "Uh, "'E-Edith, I need help,' Bob announced.' I agree. I've always thought you belonged in a mental institution. No, not that kind of help. I I need help with my card. My first one was really bad. Show me, Edith demanded. No. Show me or I won't be able to help you. Okay, fine. Bob said as he showed Edith the card. Oh, God! I know. That is so bad! (laughs) Look, I know. Can you just please help me? Okay, Edith agreed. Your main problem is your lack of focus. You're putting in way too much information and way too much pipe cleaners. Oh no, what do you suggest I do? Bob asked. This is a Valentine's Day card, Edith affirmed, so it needs to be all about you and Linda coming together in love. Okay. I suggest you take one thing that she loves and one thing that you love and bring them together in one beautiful card. Okay, Bob thought. That's it, I've got it, thank you. You're welcome, Edith called out after Bob ran back to his desk. Tina, I've got the best idea for Bob. Yeah, Dad, tell me later. Marshmallow's helping me out with Zeke and Jimmy. Oh, uh, okay. Bob sat down and got to work on his second card. Personally, sugar, I think Jimmy's the one. How could you say no to a cute butt? Marshmallow told Tina. But that's not enough to convince you. Make a card for each of them. Whoever's card you enjoy making the most is the one for you. That's a great idea. Thanks, Marshmallow. Cut to Valentine's Day. Linda and her three children sat at the dining table, ready for breakfast. Happy Valentine's Day, my little baby birds, Linda sang as she passed heart-shaped pancakes to the three of her children. Did you happen to make any heart-shaped bacon strips to have with these? Jean asked his mother. Well, no, I didn't, Jean gasped and shocked. But I do have regular bacon strips, nice and crispy, just the way you like it. Oh, thank God, Bob walked in holding a big white card. "'Happy Valentine's Day, Lynn,' he said as he handed her the card. "'Did you hand make me a card, Bobby?' Linda asked. "'I love it already.' "'You should look at the front. You'll love it even more.' "'There are words written in yawn. I love it. I love it,' Linda continued. "'It says all you knit is love.' "'Yeah, I put your love of knitting together with my love of puns to make something beautiful.' Oh, my God, I love it, Bobby. This might be the best Valentine's Day ever. Can I get this framed? Look, it's not that great, Lynn. <laughs> At least laminated. Come on, Bobby, please. Uh, okay, you can get it laminated. All oh, right. Well, we better get going, Louise interrupted. You know, to, the, to that school we go to. Yeah, Tina agreed. I have a very important card to deliver. Good luck, my teeny Tina. Thanks, Mom. Hey, God, are you there? Tina thought to herself. It's me, from school. I just wanted to ask you to help me not mess up this moment. Okay, talk later. Text if you need me. Tina stood at her locker and retrieved the card from her school bag. She breathed in and out to steady her nerves. This is it, she muttered as she walks towards Jimmy Jr. and Zeke. Happy Valentine's Day, Tina stuttered. This is for you. Zeke took the card and read it aloud. You rock, he laughed. And you drew a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, I know you like wrestling, and he's the only one I've ever heard of. Thanks, T. Zeke beamed, smiling a bigger smile than Tina had ever seen him smile. What's going on, Tina? Jimmy Jr. asked. I thought you like-liked me. Zeke opened his locker and searched through his bag as Tina replied. I did, but I guess my heart changed its mind. Here, Zeke said, handing a card to Tina. It had a horse on it and read, You had me at hay. What are you doing, Zeke? Jimmy Jr. questioned. What the hell is going on? It's Valentine's Day magic, Jeju. I'm sorry. Zeke took Tina's hand, and then they walked to class. The end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Aww.
1: Well, <clears throat> yeah. I had some time to think during that. Okay. I've come to a couple conclusions about life. Um, that I make, I think I'm making you read my fan fiction now.
0: Oh God. Okay.
1: Yes. Because I think that'll be far more awkward and you are so much more prepared with these voices. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, cool. I, I, I will do that because usually the person who reads first fic has to read the fan fiction at the end. So I'm down with that.
1: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, now that first one that you read, the super short one... Yeah. ...reminded me of one that I'd seen. Um, and that was the one that I went looking for initially. So I guess I do have one, because it stuck out in my mind, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, Alright, <laughs> so... This is called The Crazy Lunch by Zane Lover. I think both of ours came from somebody who had, like, a celebrity lover name, didn't they?
0: That sounds about right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is, a. Uh, Called, yeah, The Crazy Lunch. You walk into this restaurant, a neon green restaurant, and a ten-year-old boy in a burger suit walks up to you and starts making fart noises. You suddenly hear a yell. Gene, stop that! Okay, said the boy. "How, How may we help you, said the woman behind the counter. Oh, um, never mind, I'm just gonna go. You walk out of the restaurant and go to the pizza place across the street. Jimmy Pesto's. The End.
0: What? <laughs> what? That's it. Right. <laughs> I mean it's basically everyone ever. <laughs> yeah. It's just like unno it's just it's
1: all the other people that don't get names on the show that just come and go.
0: And that's it. That's who you are. That's it. What was the name of that one? The crazy lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. how appropriate right oh god okay well that was the crazy lunch but you know what's not crazy tell me all of, the, all of that fucking awesome merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com where you can get merch for all your favorite BS network shows from a load of BS to fun fiction we've got old merch from when Brenna was the host so there's a bunch of merch with a, me and a girl. Ignore those. It's fine. And then updated merch <laughs> as well. I can't get rid of them. I like them too much. oh <laughs> I was, like, giving out stickers at PodCon this year with with uh, me and Brenna as Gravity Falls. And I'm like, she's not on there anymore, but I really like this. It took me a while to make. <laughs>
1: Now you keep them for sentimental reasons. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. Uh, But yeah, you can get all of that and more, including the BS Boozy Sippy Cup uh, at com. That's another thing, since you're in a different time zone. I thought we were going to start at 7 my time, so that's when I prepared. Oh, no. Well, no, that's when I prepared what I like to call the podcaster's drink, which is just alcohol with anything. Because I'm like, okay, okay I'll, I'll go through this, and by the end I'll have a buzz. And then I just was like <laughs> chugging it before the show. I'm like, oh, no, the whole show's just going to be gone then.
1: So uh, I inadvertently you... got you drunk.
0: Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> is uh, would what you're like saying. to send me... <laughs> Would you like to send me a link to your fic, or are you going to read it?
1: I maybe just did.
0: Oh what let me go oh, I look. sent it to
1: some or oh, I sent it to somebody else who's gonna be scarred for life
0: <laughs> some ra- some random dude is just gonna be chilling like, oh no, what is all this? oh God, oh god yeah. okay, here we go uh this okay. do you have a name for this
1: I'm gonna cry into my pillow um is that the name no. i'm gonna cry <laughs> yeah that's what i didn't do that's what i forgot oh, um okay. i think that i think that once you read it no i have a name no it has a name okay vlogs burgers
0: blogs burgers okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is blogs burgers by this by this fucking stickhead it was a light fall day during the fall and under a canopy that read, Bob's Burgers, a work van bearing the name Sarah's Silverfish Pest Removal, fuck, that's a good name, is, oh, be- <laughs> is, being- is being loaded by a middle-aged man who is unimportant to the story, realizing that he was merely a prop in a reoccurring gag he got in the van and drove away. Inside the restaurant, several customers were scattered about. The overall mood is disgruntled and hungry. A menu board offers patron the coming sprout of the closet with sprouts. Meanwhile, Linda Linda, Tina, Louise, and Jean, an animated woman and her children are huddled around a laptop in the kitchen. I like the mom, says Linda. She's just so she's just so in charge. I like their daughter. She makes me she makes part of me near my butt feel special, added Jean. Can you imagine? Linda began dreamily, being a star on the internet? Having stayed quiet until now, Louise saw an opportunity to chime in. Mom, it's a vlog. Literally anybody can have one. But don't you need a topic or a special talent or something? Mom. Yes? Mom. Yes? Mom! Yes? Louise narrowed her eyes towards the family's matriarch. I said anybody. Just Just then, then, a a magnificently magnificently mustachioed mustachioed man, man which by the way, all M's were capitalized in that, and I very much appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> He entered the room His name was Bob What's everybody doing in the kitchen? Who Who's serving customers? Oh, they, pra- they practically serve themselves Said Louise There's more important things happening now anyways Focus, man That's right, Bobby We're gonna be floggers Sing-songed Linda That's not a real word, Lynn Yes, it is, and it's what we are now Bob sighed heavily Does it even matter what I think? A generally negative consensus rang out from his family. Fine, but can we at least serve some customers first? He watched as each member of the family slowly walked away, leaving him alone to feed the entire dining room. The following morning, Linda was with the children in the kitchen. The group of them faced a camera. Hey, everyone! We are the Belcher Bunch, and today we're going to show you our morning routine. Why don't you kids run along and get ready for school while I find your father and wear your good clothes? The three young Belchers ran off. Gene was the last one to the door and stopped to make his dedication known. I'm wearing fartless underwear today, but it won't last! Moments later, Linda was creeping up to the bathroom door. From the other side, a sound was emanating, a rich harmony between Bob Belcher and his electric razor. Bob was clad in only underwear and shaving when Linda busted through the door with the video camera. Say hi to the subscribers, Bobby! What What are you doing? Bob recoiled in shock, trying to cover his hairy body. Don't worry, Bobby. If any of you unmentionables get in the shot, I'll just cover em with a yellow smiley face. Bob is clearly not interested. Christ, Linda, get out of here. Outside the restaurant, Linda works on framing the perfect shot of her three children coming down the stairs. She couldn't help herself from narrating to the camera. All right, this is my son, Gene. As he came through the door, Gene stopped to mug for the camera. I'm a mean green gene machine. He flexed in the spot where a muscle should have been, before moving to the side revealing Tina to the camera. Linda continued her narration undeterred. This is my tiny Tina, Tina! Don't be nervous! Just pretend the camera's not even on! Tina, previously unconcerned, realizes that the camera is recording. Uh, I, uh, uh I'm uncomfortable. Tina mustered all her strength to move aside in a shifty crab walk. Meanwhile, Linda ignored her discomfort and continued the video tour of her offspring. And in the bunny ears, we have my little honey bunny, Louise. Louise came through the door, flinging her bunny ears back like a model might in a shampoo commercial. That's a terrible description, but come on, you know what I'm talking about. Just as her perfect pink ears reached the peak of their fling, they got caught in the door, tearing the hat from her head. Suddenly, in Matrix time, Matrix time kicked in as she felt the unfamiliar sting of hair across of air across her follicles. No! She screamed, the rules of space and time thoroughly violated. Before she could get the hat repositioned on her head, Linda was in the car. She rolled down the window. Beep, beep, time to go, my little hat dropper! Louise glared at her mother as she climbed into the car. Oh, I know. How about we all sing cars toge- car songs together, and what if you take video of it? Louise saw an opportunity she couldn't resist. I'll film that, Mother. Yeah, and do sound. Yeah, and do sound effects. Said Jean. I don't think we'll- I don't think we'll need any. Said Louise, ominously reaching for the camera with one hand. She pinned it against the back of the driver's seat. You didn't wake up this morning planning to see me without my hat, but you did, and now this has gone too far. Her free hand crept towards the power window switch. A small rumbling was emitted as she lowered it. Bye-bye, she said sweetly, casting the camera out, casting the camera out the window. Linda, unaware of what was happening, prepared to break into song. Are you ready to record, Louise? I'm sorry, Mom, the camera is unavailable right now. It saw too much. That camera was very expensive, Louise. That's okay. You don't need it anyways. Vlogging is so yesterday. Now I hear podcasting is all the rage. Fade to black after a little humble brag about podcasting. You see what I did there? You see? <laughs> Gotta throw that in toss that in real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh that was, I was very... like, if
1: this plane's if this plane's crashing, we're all just hugging the seats, so yeah.
0: Oh, that was very, very good. I enjoyed it. I That felt like a Bob's Burgers episode. That's what I liked about it.
1: The, well, well, okay, great then. Great then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. Here's the thing. It, like I think we've okay. talked about it on the show before. It's the fact that a lot of fan fiction writers don't understand the vibe of the show. Like they, like uh, we had the problem when we did Deadpool a long while back. It's like Deadpool... It's not that he's a nuanced character, but he does still have some specific rules. But everyone online is just like, he'll kill anybody and he'll fuck your dog. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. You got to like, I think one of the hardest things to do in fan fiction is sticking to the rules and making it feel like another story in that world. And you did very good with that, I think.
1: Well, awesome. Thanks. I know exactly, that wasn't I did try. Yeah, that was important to me. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: a good <laughs> I tried. That's the most we could ask yeah. from anybody. <laughs> well, that, uh, so Paul, I gave it my try. I, I gave it my entire <laughs> try. So Paul, yeah. thank you for joining me for this week's fun fiction. I'll just give you a while to plug everything you want to.
1: Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, no, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was everything I was hoping it would be. Um, and maybe even more. Um, yeah, no, you can find me uh, uh, all over the place. I guess you can find me personally on Twitter at off the LP it's, uh, off the LP. You can find uh, the Total Stickcast on Twitter and Facebook at The Total Stickcast. And I also have uh, the Happy News Podcast, where I try to share happy and uplifting news stories as well uh, to try to make the world a slightly smilier place. And you can find that everywhere at THN Pod.
0: Oh, I didn't know about Happy News. I need to follow that. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I try to. It's uh, it's it's the secondary project. It's the pet project next to the uh, total stick cast. The total stick cast is weekly without fail. That's right. The thnp kind of comes and goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy all my books on Amazon. Look up Scotty Moore, and they will. Be underneath there, Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the gods are all there, ladies and gentlemen. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS If you like wrestling, there's Fight Boys. If you like theme parks, there's Opposite Attractions. And if you like there's if you like two assholes talking about nothing for an hour, check out. A load of BS, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, remember to support us by picking up some merch. Support us by donating to the Patreon. But, most importantly, support us by reviewing us on iTunes or leaving a, a comment, a like on YouTube, wherever you'd like to, ladies and gentlemen. But, of course, until next time, Paul, do you know yeah. how, Do you know how the show ends?
1: Oh dear god, no, I asked you that question too, because I've listened to it, but I don't think I've actually gone
0: all the way to the end of an episode. It's okay, but no one has. Thank you. Because that means everybody has not learned to stay away from baby Hitler. (laughs) So that's the vibe that I like to end my show with. (laughs)